Welcome to Your Business, Your Life with Matt DeFrancesco, your personal financial technician. Whether you've had years of success in your business or just starting out, Highlift Financial can help you create a vision for your business, life, and family, and align these for generational wealth. As they say, what happens in your life affects your business. And now, on to the show. Well, hello and welcome back to Your Business, Your Life with me, Matt Francesco. If you listened to the last podcast, I was having so much fun with Cheris that I decided to have her back on to kind of continue our conversation because I think she's just, she addresses a lot of issues that business owners face, or let me put it this way, that they don't want to face, right? So, yeah. and, and I just think she's a wealth of wisdom, you know, in these areas. And I think what she brings to the table is just powerful. So Cherish, welcome back to your business, your life. Happy to be here. Yeah. Although technically it was just a few minutes ago in our that's world. Exactly but- right. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's the way it works. So, so anyway, uh, if you didn't catch part one, definitely hear that because that's, I think we're going to kind of just kind of jump back into where mm-hmm. we were. So, you know, Cherith yeah. is a life, life balance, balance and transition, coach. but yeah, life coach is, is the broad. Yeah, absolutely. It's a broad term, but more of a life balance coach works with high achievers. Her, she's got a signature program, uh, busy to balance, uh, to kind of help business owners just find space, uh, have some self-awareness. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking when we left the last episode about personal development and really want to talk a little bit about why personal development is so important. And I've said this on my podcast many times, you know, my coach is a big proponent of personal development and he wants us to be spending, you know, five to 10% of our revenue on personal development. Some people that blows them away. All right. Why do you think that's so important? Well, I can tell you from, even if I look at my personal experience and prior businesses and not, because uh, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 years in different endeavors of mine and wow. also my husband's practice um, and being involved in that. What I found is that in the prior episode, you can hear my backstory and a whole big event that happened in my life and, and things that led me to really find that I needed a coach and to do more personal development, um, beyond therapy. I needed some other types of support. Therapy's fantastic, big proponent advocate of it, but I needed some other things. That's where uh, I found coaching about 11 years ago, but I initially was a client needing the support because I honestly just was like, I felt really lost and I didn't know what to do. Like I, I was like, I should feel on cloud nine. I just launched a really successful software product at the time, 11 years ago. Right. Um, I, but I feel like, I don't know, I've never had children, but is this what postpartum depression feels like? Like what's going on with me? And then some of my prior trauma, which I shared in the prior episode, some of that cropped up surprisingly at a business event 11 years ago. And that led me to like, beeline, like a magnet was pulling me for a coach that was a speaker at the event. Mm. And I was like, tell me, I missed you talking. What's your story? I I just knew I needed something. So something pulled me, but what actually eventually got me to become a coach myself is I was using the tools I was learning as a coach client, me being a client, I was using the tools to help in my communications with my spouse, with my parents, with my employees and with everyone around me. And I saw life was getting easier and better. (laughs) And so 
I, and I was feeling better more of the time. And I was like, okay, so this stuff is actually working. And I got also, uh, my coach encouraged me, always was encouraging of trying different types of, of personal development modalities and things. So it, it wasn't ever just restricted to hundred percent coaching. I've tried all sorts of different types of therapies and different types of things to explore that are in the personal development world, which has definitely broadened and become more mainstream in the recent mm -hmm. years. Fortunately, um, I think that that is a really was me seeing those relationships shift mm -hmm. less tension, less arguments, less frustration, less of me. Like if somebody, like if we normally had a pattern, me and somebody else in my world that would kind of like, we get on the train and go down the train track, mm -hmm. you know, that like an unhealthy conversation that did not make either of us feel good. If we kind of had a certain pattern, well, let's say we started going there, but because I'd done all the work I'd done, personal development wise, I was able to not step on the train. Wow. And so it couldn't go, you know, and I yeah. was able to address things and totally change the trajectory of that conversation to avoid what could have been a fight to avoid what could have been a lot of heartache and a lot of stuff spewing out of our mouths that we didn't mean and bringing up old past crap. Right. So that is some place that I think was one of the most concrete areas I saw was communication skills, because sadly, I think that communication skills are not really something we learn if our, like we, we can learn massive, them from negative. Influences. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No. We, they're not, let me rephrase. They're not taught, right? They're not taught in school and often not even in our households because prior generations weren't taught. Like it's just the different ways to communicate, to advocate for what you need in a kind way that does not flare somebody else up or has less of a chance of flaring the other person up to be able to be centered and grounded and communicate what you need and what you're asking for and make requests to not just bury them or not just blurt them out with too much assertiveness and maybe anger or whatever else. Those skills can be learned but they are not automatically taught in our lives, in our culture, the way it currently stands, at least broadly speaking, most of our worlds that I see. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the biggest things. And so me seeing that, even having my husband say, you're a good communicator, like to have him start saying that. And I was like, he didn't used to say that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, oh, thank you for funny. being a good communicator. Like that became more common. And I was like, Oh, well, this stuff's working great. <laughs> so that was one of the most concrete ways I saw. And boy, if communication and relationships are better, whew, it takes a lot of pressure off in life. That's been my experience. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, I as you're telling this story, I was thinking about my wife and I were first married and, you know, of course I come from an Italian background. I mean, whole family, I'm an eighth Sicilian. So I guess maybe not completely Italian, but at least the Sicilians would say that. But anyway, and my wife, sometimes she'd be like, why are you, why are you so angry? And I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm Italian. This is how we talk. <laughs> All right. But you see, I, I mean, I had to learn that. Wow. You know what? Okay. I know I've learned this behavior. Cause that's how, oh my gosh. I mean, I remember she came over when we were dating, she came over for dinner one time and she's like, you guys were all yelling at each other. He said, no, it's just how we interact with each other, you know, but you know, all of a sudden you start picking up and realize I started to realize how she was perceiving that. And then I'm thinking, how are other people perceiving this? And so now I had to start to learn to check myself. 
you know? Yes. And I yeah. can feel sometimes, and I've learned this, I, I've, I've learned this again through a lot of personal development and a lot of my wife's prodding was that when I start to feel it's coming up, I, I got to check myself and it's just like, just pause for a second and then I can kind of get it under control. Yeah. And it, that you're, um, and that pausing brings you more present right. and can help you align yourself before, um, you let like in, um, in positive intelligence, which is one of my foundations that I use in my coaching, we mm -hmm. talk about saboteurs in okay. our, in our minds, right. saboteurs that are, and there's like a bunch of them, it, like hyper achiever, stickler, hyper rational, hyper vigilant, right. um, uh, restless, you know, people pleaser, all these. Uh, and so these, these saboteurs can crop up and be, they can show up as voices in our head. They can show up, you know, they're just basically, if we're not careful, they can kind of be driving our life. Right. And probably in those reactive moments, a, it's a pattern behavior because of how you were raised. Right. So it seemed normal to you, it, your mm -hmm. filtering system, your world. This is like, this is just how we communicate. This isn't always mean upset. Right. Um, but so part of it's patterned and then part of it is patterned based on like fear responses connected with these saboteurs, like overdoing some of the things that basically overreacting. You know, right. taking something to expect, like, for instance, these, these traits that sometimes can crop up and be problematic for us root in things that are wonderful aspects of ourselves. For instance, major hyperachiever here, I hyperachiever, people pleaser, stickler all at the top of my, when I did the assessment. And if you look at those, achieving is not bad. High achieving is not even bad. Hyperachieving is when it gets a little out of control. Right. Um, stickler, wanting things to be nice and toward perfect is one thing, but striving for perfection, getting stuck because I I'm it get into a zone of it's I'm stickler for it's gotta be perfect. Right. Could get me stuck in not doing something. It could get me stuck in procrastination. It could get me um stuck in not delegating and then working way too much. You know, so that's like too far on the spectrum, but a little bit of that is kind of like my Virgo nature and my details and things that I love about myself and people love about me too. Right. And it's, it can contribute a lot. Um, and uh, people pleaser will on the general zone, kind of the healthy zone of that I'm caring. I calm people. I, um, care about how they're feeling, how I, how we interact. Mm -hmm. I want them to be happy. I, I, I care about all that. I want people to get along well taken to the degree of people pleasing though. I actually take away their power and I take away some of my own power to live my best life because I'm too concentrated on trying to control something. Right. So all of these things in their healthy dose and is awesome traits. We each have individual right. to each of us. It's just that they can get out of hand and that's where personal development again can come in to help us recognize, first of all, help us understand how other people perceive us. Right. Because like you and your wife, fortunately you figured it out fast enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Understand. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but some people it's like, well, I, I don't know. see what everybody's problem is. Da, 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 that's da, right. And yeah, I think exactly. this and what's the big deal. Well, if, if there's a recurring theme 
but someone's not, a, you know, able to see it, that's where some personal development work, a coach or something can help you shine a light, just shine a light in the little, the, the corner there and, and see what's, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, anyway, that, that, uh, I don't know, went off on a little tangent there. And well, no, no, but I think, I, I think too many times, like, so there's certain qualities that we have. And like you said, I mean, we, I, I think to a certain extent, we need to embrace those qualities because they're, they're who, what make us and what make us unique and, you know, we all have this certain amount of human dignity, but, um, but if taken to extremes, it can be bad. And I, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about, so my wife always struggled with this and she was working for our, our parish at the time. And they were doing a lot of these different personality tests and they did the Gallup strength finders. And she loves doing these personality Cause she like, she's just still right now trying to uh, figuring herself out. But one of her strengths in, in the Gallup uh, strength finders was as, as a maximizer. So a maximizer is basically somebody who's always trying to figure out the best way to do things, which is a really good thing, right? Mm-hmm, Until mm-hmm. you find out the be- a, a better way of doing things and then you want to change it again. So I always joke, I, honestly, and this, and this actually happened for years, was anytime I went out of town, if when I came home, the furniture was rearranged. Every time. <laughs> My mom did that too. Every time, Okay. And it was, well, yeah, I think this would work better and this would work better. And it was part of her maximizer. And I finally had to tell her, I said, honey, I said, once she took this and she goes, oh, I'm a maximizer. I do this. I said, okay, let's get it under, you can't be changing stuff all the time. There's no perfect way of doing things and you'll drive yourself crazy because this will be the best way to do it now. And all of a sudden you say, well, I see a little better way of doing it. And you'll, you'll really drive yourself nuts. So I think again, it's about, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's about, not eliminating the qualities that we have, but let's identify when we start to go to extremes. Absolutely. And awareness is key. Awareness is the first step, as you probably know from your years of coach um, being coached yeah. and personal development experience. Awareness uh, often is talked about as like the first key step right. in personal change, because without awareness, you have no clue. Like, th- there's you, There's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. You, you, and the, the same comes in, you know, it's basically applying, like when you think about running your business, well, you've got to be aware of what's going on in order to improve something or change something. It's the same applies to yourself, it, except that we often won't take the time, many of us, or we put it off or whatever, you know, not everybody has become a junkie like you and I have, right. or for me, you know, I skipped a few decades there before I really got into a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that awareness is absolute key. Um, and without that, in the prior episode, we talked about willingness, right? So awareness is one thing, but then if, if you don't have willingness, you ain't budging, you, no. you, you, nothing's going to change. Yeah. You could be aware of all of your issues and the big elephant in the room. But if you're not willing to take a step to change something, yeah, then that's, well, at least you're aware. So maybe someday you'll be willing. I mean, it's no, you know, it's easy to beat ourselves up too, but well, exactly. That's a whole other exactly. Thing. But, but I think you're right. You know, I was telling the story about the client who all of a sudden had this awareness. And I think the key thing that changed him was then a willingness to change. Yeah. And you know what? It was actually interesting because, so he had his two sons working in the business and um, the, 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 the older son was just 
he was miserable. I mean, he just, he felt that he had to be there and he was entitled to get the business, but we knew that because his heart wasn't in it, he would, you know, if he inherited the business, he would run into the ground. The younger son had a certain willingness, but he had all of her issues that he was not aware of. And so initially we literally asked the younger son to leave. He left, went out into the world for a little bit, started to gain awareness of a lot of these issues, especially with his dad. Okay. And they kind of came back together. The older son, we started to, my client actually gained an awareness that, you know what, his heart isn't in it. And they had to have a sit down and really said, look, Brandon, I can tell your heart's not in it. I say, we're going to find something else for you to do. All right. So in a sense, he kind of fired him, but he really helped him. And he found out that the guy, the kid really loves construction. So that's what he's been doing. And we're actually in the process of kind of creating under the family umbrella, a construction company. But again, without that willingness to change, my client never would have identified those things. And he would have been still hammering them yep. to become, you need to be like me. Yep. And we've got to change, you know, it's kind of like, um, like I know you and I both wear glasses at times. We don't have them on right now, but you know, it's like <laughs> our, see... our willingness to accept <laughs> our, 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 yeah, our own mortality. Well, there's but... also glare. I always don't like, yes, you I know, the, the glare that happens, but I'm seeing the world through these lens, you know, just take this metaphorically, everybody, whether or not you wear glasses, but you know, we've each got these lenses that we see everything through and it's, and then we've got a filtering system. We have all our life experiences, everything that's ever happened to us, the little traumas, the big traumas, the disappointments, the wins, the accolades, the, all the stuff, Right. all of that is right here as if it's a lenses and glasses that we're wearing. And everybody's got a different pair, different prescription, different, literally seeing the world differently than each other. That is the sooner we can actually really accept that the better, because then we realize, oh, they may not see what I see. And then, oh, they may not be in, you know, what I think they are. And ass or what, however, somebody seems to be behaving. What if I'm just not seeing what they're seeing? I like to make up stories. If I can't explain someone's behavior and they're driving me like somebody in my world, like even somebody that lives near me or something going on. And it's just, I can't control or have them completely out of my life. There's a, you know, there's certain issue there, let's say. It's better for me to make up a story of why they became the way they are so that I can find a little compassion for them and not make them out as if they're the bad guy and I'm a victim Mm -hmm. or the whole neighborhood is or whatever it's. And then I can just kind of let it go. Like, well, what if this was that person's life and this is what their childhood was like and this happened and this happened and dang that could explain some things because you really have no idea. Right. We really don't know what's gone into people's lives and making up a story just to help us understand and chill out about people. Right. can be so beneficial. So that's one of my little, that's one of my tips and tools that I use in my own life. And, and also will help with clients just it's like, well, let's make something up. Right. What, what, what story can we make up so you can get this chip off your shoulder a little bit? Right. You know? 
to let go of why this person is driving you bonkers. Oh, exactly. You know, and, and so I, I always say, you know, I, I, I talk to anybody or I'll listen, you know, or, or, or listen to anybody because you never know when you're going to get a nugget. And for anybody who's listening to that podcast, that's your nugget. I think that's phenomenal. When you were talking about that, the thing that came to mind was Covey's second law of- Highly <laughs> effective people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because what? Seek first to understand, then to be understood. But sometimes trying to understand people is hard. And I think utilizing a tool like that, like kind of inventing a story, like, well, you know, maybe they went through some, you know, uh, maybe they were abused as a, um, you know, a, as a child or something like that. It could just help us maybe to reframe and say, I need to listen more. I just need to listen more. Yeah. Even yeah. think about it. Something like somebody cuts you off on the freeway mm -hmm. instead of being like frustrated or pissed off or want to like, you know, make up a story. Maybe they're racing to the hospital because yeah. they just heard that their relative has just been admitted. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe something just make it up so that you can, again, take a breath and not have yourself go to that extreme reaction mm -hmm. and you can move on with your day and not have things affect you, especially when you can't really, you're not going to go chase. Well, hopefully not going to go chase down the car and try to figure out what's yeah. going on. I mean, <laughs> right. there's many circumstances in our life that seem to get in our way mm -hmm. that we, we, there's not going to be a resolution or an understanding. It may not be appropriate. It may not be possible. And so this little tip is, just can be a way for you to just release it. Right. Right. You know, and it's interesting. The other thing that pops into my mind is um, the story Brene Brown tells in uh, one of her books. I think it's Dare to be Great. She talks about empathy a lot. She and her assistant were at a speaking engagement or something, and she had promised her daughter she was going to be there for the football game and she was cheering in or something and flights get delayed and yeah, and to make a long story short, she finally realizes she's not going to make it in time and she's just so upset. And, and I think so many times, you know, we kind of go in and we want to console. We just, oh, you know, it's going to be okay. Or, you know, and she said her assistant did the most amazing thing. She goes, she just sat down by me and she goes, she put her arm around me and she goes, Renee, this sucks. And sometimes that's the best thing you can say to somebody. Oh yeah. Those words are Fabulous. And that, I was thinking you were about to say, I don't know. I haven't heard the story. I do love Brene, but mm. when you said that, I was thinking this sucks. And that's what came out of your mouth. Yeah. Absolutely. Those are some great, yeah, great words to remember to what? say to somebody when you don't know what else to say. Oh yeah. Don't feel like you have to fix everything. I no. mean, you know, being a people pleaser and I'm similar. A lot of times I want to go in and I try to fix things. And I've really had to learn again, this idea of awareness and then being willing to, to just shut up and just sometimes just listen and just say, yeah, that, that really sucks. Or, you know what? I feel for you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then just for a little bit, it can be uncomfortable, but it can be a powerful thing because trying to fix and please and overdo what I had to really learn about that is that I was really actually doing the other person a disservice too. Yeah. I wasn't allowing them to recognize and grow and become better and face some of their stuff, maybe stuff that they needed to face. Right. So trying to protect everybody. And I feel like that's a common um, business owner thing too, because we can control our businesses. We create and build this thing and we, you know, have a lot of control over it. And then I think right. that can extend out to us trying to control a lot of things in life. And so control is another biggie Whew. and right. another reason to, because control in most aspects of our lives is an illusion. 
Isn't that the truth? Well, I mean, you lived that through your parents' business. Oh, yeah, totally. And, you know, yeah. and it's and it's funny because you know one of the first starting points I in working with a uh, with a business owner for me is personal financial plan and business continuity. And once they get them started, they're okay. But trying to get them started, you know, because people just don't want to think about these things. And again, being yes. a business owner, it's kind of like, nope, I'm Superman. I can, you know, everything's going to be fine. But it's not. Because you've, like I said, you've lived through yeah, that. Yeah, I lived so, it. Yeah, I lived yeah, that exactly. horrible exit. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, again, you know, we have to be willing to kind of step outside those comfort zones that we have, be aware, but then also be willing to say, you know what, I do need to address this. If, if I want to make sure that my family and my employees, you know, all those people are protected. And again, I think a lot of that is, again, we got to work on here first before we can put everything on paper. Yep. Our minds. Absolutely. And the comfort zone, the challenge with that is basically the way the, the neuroscience works, our whole left hemisphere is, can be against us in these moments. And right. the reason I say that is you've got the logical analytical part over there, which is fabulous. And we need it. We absolutely need it. And it can be a super awesome piece of our life, but when it works in tandem to, with the fear center, then they can get spinning out of control in the sense that they're keeping us in a comfort zone that we don't even want to be in. Right. And stretching outside the comfort zone is when we face fears and they can be small little fears that you wouldn't think were fears, it, but yeah. it could be the thing keeping you from sending the email or having the conversation or saying no or saying yes or whatever you need to do. And those things get us stopped. And that's where, that's where personal development, having a mentor, coach, a guide to help mm -hmm. you can really help because it sounds easier than it is. It yeah. sounds easier than it is to expand your comfort zone. It's like, you know, I could say all day, yeah, have a con contingency plan. You never know what's going to happen. I lived through it watching my parents. It was horrible. Have a do this, do that. But to actually go do those things, to actually handle these transitions and make plans. And it takes a lot more emotional effort yeah. than it sounds. And so that's where, that's where coaching can really benefit. You know, something you brought up and I know we're about the end of our time here. Yeah. So the prior episode, I mentioned some ways to follow me and a free training that I have a little video, if they're interested in my program at all, and that can get to know a little bit about me. Right. Uh, and that, but we also, we mentioned positive intelligence and assessment. You mentioned your wife loves assessment. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, in case anybody on here loves assessments, Mm -hmm. And maybe your white wife will want to go check this out too. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a saboteur assessment and you can go to my mm -hmm. website, cherisyourlife.com mm -hmm. forward slash assessment. Okay. And it's a fun one. And so then you'll, you know, hear from me, get a few emails from me to get to know me better in that coming week and then get a weekly newsletter. You can drop off my list at any time if you want, but then you'll also hear and learn about positive intelligence from the founder of that organization, get this assessment and be able to see what your top saboteurs are. And it can be a fun thing. So that's wanted great. to throw that out there. No, I think that's awesome. And I think, you know, again, th th that's where these assessments come in is just help us to become self-aware, like you talked about. And once we become self-aware, hopefully then we can take the next step of being willing to change. So, but Cherish, thank you again. I I'm glad you stayed on. I mean, it was like, you know, we were kind of going at the first session and I'm like, oh man, there's so much more we could cover. So uh, I'm really glad you were able to stay with us here too. And uh, please, everybody will have all of her contact information in the show notes. Check her out. Check 
on our podcast. I think the assessment is great. I think that's a super way to, to kind of get started and just kind of maybe gain a little bit more of that self-awareness. What are the things that we're, how we're sabotaging ourselves? Mm-hmm. to do that. So thank you, Cherish. And the last thanks goes to you, the audience. Thank you for listening to Your Business, Your Life with me, Matthew Francesco. If you've not subscribed to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button below. That way, when a new episode drops, it'll come right down to your devices. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also subscribe to our channel, get not only these podcasts, but a lot of the different shorts that are produced out of these podcasts. And also, if you like what you're hearing, give us a five-star review. That way, you know we'll move up the charts and, and make sure that the algorithms get us out to more and more people. So again, with that, Cheris, thank you so much for being a guest and thank you, the audience. Uh, Take care and God bless. Hey, I really want to thank you for listening to the Your Business, Your Life podcast. If you want to be notified when new episodes become available, click the subscribe button below. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of High Lift Financial. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment, legal, or tax advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified professional with any questions you may have regarding your business or personal planning. DeFrancesco Financial Concierge, LLC, DBA, High Lift Financial, is a registered investment advisor. Registration with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or any state security authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training.